Glory to Jesus Christ. Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their histories, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, and this is a story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith, courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the Light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by Eastern Christian Publications, where you can find the prayers of the Catholic Byzantine Daily Office at ecpubs.com and by easternchristianmedia.com, a broadband network for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches. That's easternchristianpublications.com. Glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome to Light of the East. I am Father Thomas Loyer, your host. We begin now the Great Fast, the season of Lent. And surely one of the goals for the season of Lent is to achieve or to retrieve purity of heart. Jesus Christ said, Blessed are the poor of heart, for they shall see God. So to a large degree, Lent, and even really a lot of the Christian life, is in fact our whole faith really is about seeing. It's about seeing the right way, seeing sacramentally and living according to that vision, having the ascetical disciplines to live according to that vision. That's really what Lent is about. Lent is retrieving that original, pure, correct vision of things, then to live then according to that. And of course, you require discipline. In our world today, there is what I call a silent killer that militates against this vision and creates all manner of hurt and chaos in our country and our culture. And I'm referring here to pornography. We live in a very pornified culture, and we need to do something about that, something very aggressive, very comprehensive. And certainly one of the antidotes for that is the vision that we learn about in things like sacred art and iconography. I want to invite to our program today a special guest. His name is Steve Picorni, and he has written a book called Redeemed Vision. Steve, welcome to Light of the East. Thank you, Father. It's an honor to be with you today. In fact, your your book is called Redeemed Vision, and the little byline there is Setting the Blind Free from the Pornified Culture. Can you elaborate on that a little bit and tell us why you did this book and what was behind it? And by the way, I want to tell everybody, I'm very proud to have Steve here, not only because he's done a book that's very much after my own heart and very relevant to our topic and to our Eastern spirituality during Lent, but also he's a fellow Clevelander, right, Steve? 
<laughs> I am. I am. Uh, Father, if I could say, um, probably everybody in, in Cleveland should be Catholic because we really know how to suffer and suffer well <laughs> because of the failings of our many sports teams. Yes, there was the triumph of LeBron in, in 2016, but then the Cubs dashed that hope on the Indians. So yes. oh. um, I guess we'll, we'll take the Cavs, I guess, and one day maybe the Indians will win again. But um, again, <laughs> thank you for, for having me today. Um, the, the project here uh, stems from my own personal conversion from pornography um, from this life that I was, I like to say, 12 years a slave, um, over 12 years, and feeling trapped in this, not knowing what to do, feeling that this would be my life for the rest of my life. And now, by the grace of God, being set free, and I go and I work with others through a work called Freedom Coaching to be found at freedom-coaching.net to help to break these chains forever here. And I, you know, the, the larger project here is to help in recovering our culture. Um, I think we, perhaps we use a, um, the term of, of culture uh, many times. We're not really sure what that means. Uh, culture is supposed to bring forth life and love and goodness and truth and beauty. But what we're seeing in the modern world today, I, I've dubbed it, um, and others have dubbed it, the pornified culture, where everything we have now is stemming on using other people as the means of my own selfish gratification. And much of what is influencing that culture, that way of being, are pornified images. And it's, it's made us, shall we say, slaves to our passions, slaves to um, those things that um, what we are what is inhibiting us from truly experiencing the love, the intimacy, the joy that we are seeking in, in human relationships. And without establishing a true culture of genuine beauty, a true culture of goodness, of seeing the body as we're created to see, then we're not going to attain this. And the very foundations of civilization are threatened because if the foundation of civilization is marriage and family life, that must be founded on strong friendships. But if men and women really are incapable of seeing each other as creating the image of God, then friendship becomes impossible and everything is called into question. Well, the church, I believe, has the antidote for this silent killer in many ways. And one of the ways I want to focus on, because it's especially dear to us as Byzantine Catholics, is the vision that art gives us, sacred art, East and West, but in particular, of course, we have iconography. And you have some very interesting chapters in your book. And by the way, I highly recommend this book. This is, I think, the best thing out there on how to understand and yet move beyond pornography. It's called Redeemed Vision, Setting the Blind Free from the Pornified Culture by Steve Picorni. And Steve, first of all, where can people get the book? Sure, they can, uh, they can check it out on my website uh, at freedom-coaching.net, and especially Amazon does carry it. Okay, Redeemed Vision, Seeing the Blind Free from the Pornified Culture. This would be an excellent thing for people to pick up during Lent. And gentlemen, come on, let's be honest. Most every guy has in some way or another been exposed to this or has a problem with it in varying degrees. It's not your fault. It's something that's happened to us. However, you have a responsibility, though, to seek that period of heart. And Lent provides that time, and the church provides the means, especially through its art. Okay, Steve, tell us about, there's a chapter here that says here, plunging into beauty. Tell us about that. So one of the things I would say is the antidote to the pornified culture is beauty. If we think about what what we we hear sometimes that beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and that especially was dubbed by a Supreme Court justice many years ago when they were trying to say about 
saying about with, uh, with pornography and saying, I know pornography when I see it. Well, if everything around us is pornified and we've never been taught the opposite of it, which that's the vast majority of us in, in the Western world, we may fall for the counterfeit. And uh, what I humbly say to the audience today is beauty has an objective content. There's an objective purpose to beauty here then in, 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 in knowing what beauty is by studying the principles of beauty and art, then we're going to be able to give it a counterpoint and a very healthy counterpoint to what is proposed in pornography. And how does art do that? So art itself... The truth about the human uh, art, especially and if we narrow our gaze to talk about art that is supposed to be bringing out the truth about the human person, the truth about the human body, it's supposed to lead us through the image to see here something bigger than simply the image itself. There's supposed to be a transcendence, right? If we're looking at um, the, the realm of iconography, right, those who are... are are creating icons, the traditional languages, they write the icons, right? That that Mm -hmm. visual symphony of God's God's word in visuals, right? And it's supposed to drive us into the mystery, into the heart of God, so that we are we are we are brought up into it, into that mystery, like what happens to us in a certain sense in, in liturgy. And so from here, those principles of beauty I would draw from, especially from the work of, as I talk about in um, in my book, on that of um, of Thomas Aquinas, where Thomas Aquinas really goes through and defines what beauty is, and it has three three parts. And the easiest way to explain that and understand that is if you can remember red, white, and blue, you can understand what the principles of beauty are. So what are they? That first is radiance, right? Anything that is beautiful is going to radiate beauty that that uh, ultimately has its origin coming from God. So the question we want to ask is, can I see the beauty clearly? Is it clearly uh, clearly shown to us, or is is something hiding our vision here? Do we have to struggle to see it? And if we do, then we know that it's, it's going to be pornified or it's going to, a lie is there. Second is going to be that of wholeness. Okay, balance is third. Wholeness here, where anything that is beautiful, right, even though it can never achieve it perfectly, it's trying to capture as much as possible everything that image there. So do all the parts serve the purpose of the whole there? That's the question we want to ask. Or is something missing? Pornography never tries to get the full truth of everything, but it simply is limiting. You can never get there. And the third is that balance, okay? Balance, or another way to say it, is due proportion, where it's effectively communicating a balance between the image presented and the subject it's trying to portray. So, the question I want to ask is, is there harmony here, not just in all the parts there, but also between the subject and its surroundings. So if we compare like what might be seen in pornified images, um, they're not caring about what the person's names are, what their dreams, what their hopes are, what their struggles are. All cares about for that moment, for that, trying to bring in bring in a lustful action, trying to get a person, a viewer, to lust after it without accord for the whole principle of totality of who those persons are. So it's radiance, wholeness, and balance. Mm-hmm. You also have a section, Steve, and we'll probably have to go into that after the break a little more, but it's called Ending the Porn Epidemic, and you have an interesting little phrase here. It says, avoid getting blasted. <laughs> it's kind of an acronym, right? The letters, right? <laughs> it's an acronym. And so the acronym, yeah, so acronym, uh, bored, lonely, hungry, angry, stressed, tired, turned on, emotional or overly emotional or depressed. And so if we think through those, 
right? And this is something I use with clients from the very beginning of the work is there's something emotionally driving us, right? And hopefully our emotions that are what typically what should happen through Catholic uh, theology and Catholic thought is our reason is supposed to be the engine that guides and directs our emotions. But because we're such an emotionally laden society and because of the, the um, great amount of chemicals that stirred up, that plays with our emotions, when we get into a situation where we are blasted with all those elements there, we, if we've been programmed that this is the way I respond with those, to what these, what these feelings are coming here, and I respond by trying to, if I'm stressed, I go to pornography, or if I'm bored, I go to pornography, then we are going to have problems here overcoming that. When we come back, we're going to talk more with our author here, Steve Picorni, author of Redeemed Vision, Setting the Blind Free from the Pornified Culture. This is an excellent, excellent book to pick up, especially now during Lent, because Lent is all about striving for that purity of heart. And certainly one way to do that is to move beyond this pornified culture and move beyond it, especially if you do have indeed an addiction or a real problem with pornography. The church is very relevant. The iconography, the sacred art of the church is relevant. It's not just a history lesson. It is absolutely essential for our well-being. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion. And to tell the story of the Eastern lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to byzantinecatholic.com. That's byzantinecatholic.com. And then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. This is Bold Talk with Father Thomas Loyola. We live in strange times, full of contradictions, many of which we create and then force upon ourselves. An example. To hear the rest of this and other bold talks with Father Thomas Loya, visit TaborLife.org and go to the main menu and click subscribe. You're, you're listening to Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Welcome back to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Lawyer, your host, as we begin now the journey together into the great fast, the season of repentance. And our special guest today to help us with that is Steve Picorni, author of Redeemed Vision, very important title, Redeemed Vision, Setting the Blind Free from the Pornified Culture. How to strive for period of heart, move beyond lust and especially pornography. Very big problem today, very much the goal of the Lenten season. And Steve, once again, your book, people can get it where? They can go uh, go to my website, freedom-coaching.net, and they can also go to Amazon and do a search for Redeemed Vision. Before the break, we were talking about a, a, a neat little, handy little lesson you had here, uh, an acronym called Avoid Getting Blasted. The letters, they all stand for something, like bored, lonely, and hungry, and you were, you were talking about that before the break. Yeah, 
yeah. So what do we do when we're blasted? So, um, and actually, I have not included this in the book. This has actually been developed with clients over the past year. So uh, your radio listeners are hearing this for the first time to the wider audience who are not clients. So I, I call it the BEGAN process. So B-G-A-N. I like using acronyms because they're really fun to yeah. learn here. So we've already gone through two of them. Here's number three. So first, breathe. We take a deep, 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 slow breath because what breathing does connects our, our left and right hemispheres, connects our brain to our body and our heart, gets things going here because typically what uh, what lots wants to do is, is trap that and go, <gasps> and we, then we stop thinking and we go into stupidville, not stupidville, stupidville. <laughs> we don't, we want to go down the right path. Second here is we want to be gentle with ourselves. Those who have had a, um, a, a compulsion to pornography or an attachment to this, we have a tendency to beat ourselves up, especially when temptation starts coming on. I've had a history of this. We're like, oh, no, here it comes again. I'm bad. And we and start, to, start to respond to that guilt and shame that might have been on us from our past experiences. So we got to say here, I'm going to be gentle with myself. I'm not going to be not going to go easy on myself, but I'm going to be gentle on myself. It's not the end of the world. It's not, I'm not going to die here. Right. So that there's really this, that, that, that notion of, of that, that little coach inside of us saying, you know, that gentle coach that can really help us through this. And as a side note, if anybody's really dealing with anger, one of the best things you can say is, bubbles really in an angry voice because you really can't be angry when you have that. And when we can bring in laughter here, that helps especially to diffuse that atomic bomb that may have been building in us. Third here, A, aware and acknowledge. You want to be aware of what those emotions are. Many of us who have been experiencing pornography troubles for a long time, we have a tendency to want to stuff those emotions or ignore those emotions. And I want to say you cannot do that. We must not do that. Having emotions is a good thing. Emotions are indicators trying to help us to understand what's really going on. And because we have a, may have a multitude of other issues going on. So third, we want to say here is that um, we, uh, A is aware and acknowledge. We have a tendency to want to stop emotions or ignore emotions, especially if we've had a history of pornography use. And what I want to say is that's not help, helpful at all. So simply identifying those emotions, we don't, we don't qualify them. We don't ask at this point, why was I feeling that? Just put them on the table, just to list them out. This helps to begin to help our, our left brain begin to ask these questions here. And then fourth here, end. And N it stands for next, and we want to know what what's going on here and what to do with this. So it's a four-part thing. First, we're going to be grateful. Say out loud five things you're thankful. I am thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful for my house. I'm thankful for my yard. I'm thankful for the clothes on my back. Whatever those things are, you can't have gratitude and blasted in the same house. They cannot live. One has to go. And here's the good news. Gratitude is way more powerful. Second part of, of, of next here is we want to then check back in. How am I feeling right now? Because we just went into gratitude. It will pull us out. And if we feel any tinge of lust or any tinge of, of uh, blasted going on, do another five. Be grateful. Focus on here. And if we remember the focus of our faith, right, the source and summit of our faith is the Eucharist. Eucharist means thanksgiving. Let's enter into that. Then from there, we can start to ask those questions. Why was I feeling lonely or bored or hungry? What was going on there? And this leads to the fourth part of next. Take that next right step. What's the next healthy thing I need to do? So if I'm lonely, you know, I was feeling that way, let me call my wife. Let me reconnect. 
or you know, I'm I'm feeling, oh my gosh, I'm hungry. Let's go eat something good that's going to be good for me. Or maybe I need to go crank out 25 to 30 push-ups to get myself out of this mindset. And when we do one run through the began process, it really allows us to take control over those emotions to direct them toward what we're really looking for, which is love and intimacy. Well, Steve, in addition to the art of seeing and some of these great little handy acronyms you have here, (laughs) techniques, in addition to that, what about the prayer of the church? How is that therapeutic? How can that help in healing? So if we remember what the whole, and Father, that's a great question, because we have to remember what is the whole mystery all about of our church, is that the bridegroom, Jesus Christ, has taken on flesh and has dwelt among us, and he has come to marry his bride, the church. We are a part of this, male and female, all brought into one body in as bride, and he wants to woo us. It is a love affair. And what happens at every Mass, especially in divine liturgy, we are brought into that bridal chamber, right? And that the mm-hmm. Holy Week is the week of the bridegroom. We are brought into that bridal chamber every Sunday. This is what we celebrate, and to enter into it. And in that bridal chamber, right, the ordinary bread, ordinary wine, becomes the body, blood, soul, divinity of God incarnate. And we are privileged to receive this. And here, if we look Clearly, if we have the eyes of grace to see this, we can see that here is the antithesis to pornography. This is the counterpoint. This is the fullness of what we were looking for in here. We were looking for intimacy to become one with our bridegroom who wants to give us the love, the intimacy, joy that we were seeking. And this is something that pornography can't hold a candle to. And you recommend like some what types of specific prayer? So, I mean, I would, from here, entering in, if we're coming from the Eastern tradition of the Church, this is where using the beauty of iconography, mm-hmm. using these as prayers, right? Remember, the iconographers in prayer, in deep meditative prayer, they write prayers into this, right? So yes. the visuals. And so using this in here to be able to enter into that. So I, I and, and what I would do is connect this as we're using this. For instance, images of perhaps Maria Lactine, or seeing St. John with, with Our Lady at the foot of the cross with the bridegroom, extending himself, wanting to give himself to the bride, right? Mm-hmm. Using those here and entering in, and one simple prayer I would, I would encourage to pray is a prayer that was, was shared with me, is, um, God of desire, my desire is for you, right? Mm-hmm. All the desires that have been given over to us, he is the God of desire who wants us to tap into our deepest desire, which is ultimately desire for Him. And when we give this back to Him, right, we surrender this over to Him, He's going to give us something way more fulfilling than anything that the world can provide. And also, I would recommend, and it, it really falls in line with what you were saying earlier in terms of deflecting this, you know, this temptation and energy and vulnerability, the Jesus prayer, very simple, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And, you know, the power of the name of Jesus itself can ward off, you know, the temptation. It's like you're, you're replacing a, a dark thought, you know, with, as you said, you know, a, a thought of gratitude, of something positive. The, the, the name of Jesus itself has, has power to chase away the evil one. Steve, you work with men, right? You put on, you said, seminars and conferences? I do. I work with, uh, in my own coaching, I work with men and women as well. Mm -hmm. And so you would say that there is hope because, as you probably know, I'm sure, this pornography is, is probably the hardest addiction to overcome. 
Yes, and I, I would say first and foremost, um, the appropriate term to use would be compulsion, because the term addiction has a notion once hooked, always hooked. Compulsion is a serious issue, it's an attachment, but there absolutely is freedom here. But we've got to go through, and the, the, the three elements, the big elements we want to get into would be that it's a chemical compulsion, the chemicals that are stirred up in the brain. This is why we can't break free from it on our own power, because it's too powerful. Second is an intimacy issue, that what we are craving, what we're looking for, is intimacy with the bridegroom. But somewhere along the line, we never got this message, or we don't believe it. So it needs to be a restoration of the heart going here, and that provides something way more satisfying here. And then the third piece is learning how to see. Pornography, pornified images, blind us. They keep us programmed into an, into a way of life thinking that we're meant to use people. But when we can learn how to see the body as God has created us to do this, and this is the beauty of our Byzantine tradition, where the body is exposed appropriately, where we're able to see the body with all the visuals entering into that, this can help to break this. In. And the most important thing is not about fighting against pornography. We hear a lot of these ideas and a lot of things to fight against pornography. But the truth is we want to inoculate against it. Where when these images are presented, no, we never ever seek out pornography. But if they ever are presented to us, we're able to, because we've been programmed, we've been formed in the truth about the body, especially learn how to see the body, we can look right through it, see the lie for what it is, and reject it because beauty is what we've been formed in, and it's mm -hmm. way, way more attractive. Oh, I really like that term, inoculate, because we have to be inoculated, Steve, because we live, as you say, in a pornified culture. You know, if you don't look at actual pornography, the soft porn and things like that just come at us. It's all around. That's how these young men especially get, get hooked on it early on. It's just all around us. So we do have to be, you know, we can't go around with blindfolds on. We have to be able to inoculate ourselves against it. So I really like that terminology. And all that kind of thing and so much more is in your book, Redeemed Vision, Setting the Blind Free from the Pornified Culture. And again, it's by Steve Pokorny. His last name is spelled P-O-K-O-R-N-Y. That's surely a Cleveland last name. <laughs> check. Check me out. Yeah. yeah, so thank you very much. And once again, your website, Steve? Freedom-coaching.net freedom-coaching.net. Steve Picorni, thank you very much, Steve, for being with us here on Light of the East. And thank all of you for listening. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. A Lenten Reflection with Monsignor Charles Pope. As Lent progresses, we move closer and closer to Good Friday, where our Lord will suffer so much for us. During Lent, we often speak of three traditional practices, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And really at the heart of it is fasting. Fasting is a way of making room for God. Uh, perhaps we will fast from food, and in that way we can save money and then give alms. Or perhaps we'll fast from some activity, perhaps looking at the internet so much, or television, or some other lawful pleasure. And in that way, we'll not only save money, but time, and we can spend more time perhaps praying, engaged in spiritual reading, or spending time with our family and children, or getting to Mass, or adoration. All of these are ways that fasting is really this idea of making more room for God, making that room in our life for spiritual things. Lenten programs now through Holy Thursday on EWTN Radio and TV. Thank you for listening. 
Next week, we will return to the light of the East. To learn more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, byzantinecatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue Light of the East with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount will be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East, 14610 Will Cook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. That's Light of the East, 14610 Will Cook Road, spelled W-I-L-L-C-O-O-K Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. Or donate online on the homepage of ByzantineCatholic.com. From the Light of the East, a new dawn of unity is in sight. God bless you, go with God, and may God grant you many happy years. Oh.